Are you ready, Ma? I'm ready. Are you ready, Christine? I'm ready. Let's go. Let's go to Hollywood, California. That's where we were. <laughs> this year we are doing the 1954 movie, Christmas movie, Susan Slept Here. Bet you never heard of it. We hadn't either. Screenwriter Mark Christopher gets a Christmas present he isn't expecting. A 17-year-old delinquent named Susan deposited to his bachelor pad by a cop who doesn't Can want I to... stop you right there? When you read that description, did you not think it was going to be problematic? <laughs> <laughs> no, she saw Susan slept here. Debbie Reynolds hadn't heard of it. It was available. Check, check, check. Yeah. I this I didn't do until after I watched it. So <laughs> like, yep. <laughs> so okay. By a cop who doesn't want to see the kid spend Christmas behind bars. The kid. What could go wrong? Well, we'll find out. Okay. This week Aaron is doing particulars that I researched, so good luck. And wrote. I like how she wrote the names in print and everything else in cursive. So and and my fast <laughs> cursive. Yeah. So it buckle up everyone. I'm reading my notes. I, yeah. <laughs> and I can't even read my own notes. I think it's rather clever how I how I separated things out with a different font. Yeah. Okay. So Susan Slept Here, it was released July 14th, 1954. It was directed by Frank Tashlin. Never heard of him, have you? Did. Will Success Spoil Rock Hunter. Never heard of it, did you? June Mans- Jane Mansfield. Jane Mansfield, who later was decapitated in a car accident. I'm uh, just Jane saying. Mansfield is Mariska Hargitay's mother yeah. in real life. So before she was decapitated, she had Mariska. And then she was decapitated in the 60s. I remember it. Well, that's why they call it on the back of a, those trucks. They call Mansfield bars. Yeah. I had I never knew what decapitated oh, really? meant until yeah. she was. Well, that's a I could be like a legend, like a wives tale. Well, it's kind of or a, true. Yeah, because I'm Googling it. Don't worry. The, yeah. the whole head. It was, uh, it was in New Orleans. That sucks. You don't want anything bad to happen to you there. And she, and she was in the car with her brother. Apparently, the beheaded part is hooey. Oh, see. That means false in 1967. Yes, it does term. mean false. Thank you. <laughs> That's I believe that's wasp for false. <laughs> Such causacity. Cause, cause, cause. <laughs> okay, moving on. Okay. Um, he also did the girl can't help it. Artist and models. Never heard of him, did you? The producer is Harriet Parsons. She also did Clash by Night. Joan of Ozark? Yes. And The Enchanted Cottage. Written by Alex Gottlieb, he got into showbiz writing gags and scripts for radio stars like Al Jolson and Eddie Cantor. Mostly B-Westerns. Action wanted to be... He act. He was an action star. Wanted... Star's not written down. Wanted to be producer. They 
debut from film Abed and Costello. Also did TV Gale Storm Sugarfoot. He did the Gale Storm show. We talked about Gale Storm. Ah, uh, yes. And then Sugarfoot was a Western with a gorgeous blonde young dude being Sugarfoot. I remember Sugarfoot. Okay. The music is by Lee Harle- Harline or Harlini. Never heard of him, did you? Did you? <laughs> Won an Oscar for When You Wish when Upon you wish a Star. Upon a star. Also, Give a Little Whistle and Jiminy Cricket. The Jiminy Cricket song. Cinematographer Nicholas Masaraker. Masaraker. Known as Master of Lighting. Yes. A painter of light. That's what people said. He was a painter of light. His cinematography was so good. Gritty, moody camera work. Yeah, that he was known for his gritty, moody camera work. Not in this film. Not in this film. Okay. The cast is starring Dick Powell, who is Mark Christopher. Uh-huh. He's a crooner in musicals like 42nd Street, Christmas in July, which is a Preston Sturges film, Murder My Sweet. The Bad and the Beautiful, which we did. We did The Bad and the Beautiful. Remember Douglas? Yes, we... Oh, okay. Yeah. I just think of the soap opera. I know. I do, too. That's why we picked it. And it was actually pretty good. Highly problematic upon hindsight with Douglas. Uh, quit Allegedly. 50s to TV, The Dick Powell Theater, Mary June Allison... And he was the first detect first person to portray Detective Philip Marlowe on screen. Mm, that was added by Aaron. Yeah, I added that. Debbie Reynolds. She has 36 Oscar nominations. Mm-hmm. She's won 19 Oscars. That's what it said. Wow. I didn't investigate, but. 1948, June Bride. Was that her first film? Maybe. 2015. Oh, 1948, she started, she ended her career in 2015. With the TD? Yes. Will and Grace and such. <laughs> That's what you, okay, okay. My Look, note. she was in. The, the, okay, she's in Singing in the Rain, Tammy and the Bachelor, How the West Was Won, Unsinkable Molly Brown, TV, Doctor Show, Rowan and Martin's Laughing. Willing Grace, Blackboard Jungle. No, that wasn't a doctor no, show. That was, was a Debbie Reynolds show. That's different. The Debbie, Debbie Reynolds, Reynolds show. show. Not a doctor show. <laughs> oh, sorry. Hey, it's my notes. Isabella is played by Anne Francis. She was a model at six. She was a va 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 voom. So young, so beautiful. Is that the movie? So young, so bad. Oh, so young, so bad. She was in Blackboard Jungle. She was in Blackboard Jungle. She's also in The Twilight Zone. And, and also Honey West, Honey West was her TV show. Yes. And that was important because she was one of the first women to star as like a detective. Yes. In their own show. Yes. Whilst being va 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 Because she was known for her blonde hair and striking blue eyes. And she had a mole on her The lip. mole was a big part of it. 
Todd. I never understood the the appeal of the mole. I go with it because I have so many moles. I'm like, look at all the beauty I have. I just have age spots. We have Glenda Farrell. She's the wisecracking blonde gangster movie. She was. She was known as the wisecracking blonde <laughs> in gangster movies. She was Maude in this film. Yes. She's also a Little Caesar. She was in Little Caesar, not the pizza. I'm a fugitive from a chain gang. That's the one where she became known. I'm a fugitive from a chain from a chain gang. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm reading your notes. No. Lady for a day. Are you going to repeat that? Lady for a day. And the talk of the town. Virgil is played by Alvy Moore. He was Hank Kimball in Green Acres. Green. Oh, that's Ryan. He looked so familiar. He must have been in a lot of TV that they didn't say. Because you didn't write it down. <laughs> no, they didn't have any more. Oh, okay. Really? Well, those are the particulars. Did you do that it came from a play? Yeah, it was based on a play by Steve Fisher. Okay. Okay, well, I just wanted my hard work. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Excellent particulars. Yes. Well, they were particulars. Okay. Well, we start with very 50s type music. And we have a pillow. And the credits are rolling through that for Susan Slept Here. We see an Oscar statue. And the Oscar statue starts talking. This is your first clue that you know. Can I stop you Uh real quick? Because you said that there was nothing else listed for Alvy. Yeah. Oh, are you? He has 153 credits. Yeah. On IMDb, (laughs) and that's where I was. Yeah. Yeah. I thought. That's okay. Ha ha. We're a team. Merry Christmas. Everyone did tea. But yeah, he okay, did. Sorry. Like, yeah, we're back to the pillow. We're at the pillow. Hey, you know what? And the first time you see the Oscar talking, that lets you know, you know, maybe I'll just listen to this podcast and not watch the hour 40 type minute. This is this is kind of why we do the podcast. We this do. is one of those movies where we're just we'll just let us tell you about it and you're then welcome. It's on HBO Max if you want to check out how bonkers it is cuz you're like or what? if you forget that it's on HBO Max, you can rent it for 3.99. We yeah. did. For some reason, it's a dollar more than like every other movie. I know. It's um okay. Well, I guess other people are looking for obscure 50s Christmas movies. Okay. The Oscar continues talking. It took me a minute to understand that the Oscar was the one talking because it's like an over talk. It's a voiceover. It's a voiceover. Yeah. So you don't realize cuz the Oscar doesn't move his lips. Thank thank you for that. Okay, so it's saying... I feel like if they had had the capability to move the Oscars lips, they yeah. would have. Yeah, yeah. It was a... Yeah. Yeah, after those dream sequences. This... Wait, didn't you guys feel like this was the kind of... Just based off of the Oscar voiceover coming in and what it's describing, that this is a movie that was written by a group of people who are, like, within the film industry, and it's, like, for them. 
has a whole bunch of inside jokes. Oh, I'll bet. I'm like, oh, aren't we clever? Yeah. And we're gonna all these turn of phrases. Yeah, and it was stuff. definitely a clever double entendre yeah. situation happening. Okay, well, there are two problems for the owner of said Oscar. His first is Isabella, and I wrote va-va-va-voom, because Isabella is Anne Francis. Yes. And his evidently fiancé, we find out, not right away. Yes. And the second is his writing. He has been a scriptwriter for comedies. He's known for that. But, of course, he wants to write the great American tragedy, and nobody looks to him to do that because he's so good at comedy f- fluff. Okay, so he leaves the studio. And there is a woman, said Maud, known for her previous roles in gangster movies. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Um, and she is typing the script and she's saying it stinks. <laughs> um, and she, so then there's another sidekick. A four said dude with a lot of, you know, filmography things on uh, IMB, I guess, but <laughs> that I didn't know. But okay, <laughs> he was dude in Happy, no, Green, Green Acres. Acres. He was happy in Green Acres. And so he's talking to her. They're having banter. And, and Maude says back, I despise all wi- gorgeous women with gorgeous figures, especially when they're gorgeous. So, you know, she's the wise but she does make quite a martini she makes drinks the way i make drinks erin didn't that's exactly it. what i said <laughs> she was making the drinks i said oh that's erin making the drinks." <laughs> so now we have mark who is our main character our main male lead yes dick powell this was his last film, and there's a reason for that. He is on an elevator, and he's got so many presents stacked up. he was decapitated? No, but I have any tasty nuggets. Oh. Um, uh, so many presents stacked up, he can't see. Um, and still Christmas shopping like we're still employed. Oh, Maude says to him, I see you're still Christmas shopping like we're still employed. Yeah, because he had a job. He left the studio because they wanted him to write the light comedies and he wanted to write serious. So he left. But his he job. still brought Maude, his secretary with him and um, his boy Friday or guy Friday. Or, yeah, his. Yeah. Uh, there's Navy a Navy buddy. Navy buddy. Yeah. Wing, wing. There is a mistletoe scene with Maud. Those of you who don't know, mistletoe berries are poisonous. So if you put them up in your house, make sure your pets don't get them. Didn't know that. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. You're welcome. Poinsettias as well. Oh, thank God okay. I didn't buy any. Yeah. Virgil is his Navy buddy, wink, wink, who works for him, his right hand man. Um, his guy Friday and Mark says to his guy Friday, his happiest days were when Hollywood thought he could write. Hmm. At this point, two police officers come in. Never a good sign. (laughs) Mark said he wanted to, Mark had said to police officers before he really wanted to talk to a 16, 17 year old girl (laughs) for which. Oh my God. Yeah. Right there. Oh, oh, Amber, 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 Amber. Amber. Yeah. 
Because Mark is not, well, we'll get into it a little bit later, but Mark is not a young man. Was he um, really, like, he looked about 50. He was exactly 50 in real life. Dick right Powell on 50. That was, like, a, just about as bad as them trying to pass all every, the whole entire cast of Grease off as being right. high school. In high school. Right. Yeah. Or Sutton, whatever her name is, is still 25 when she's, like, 45 and younger. I'm moving on. Oh. Yeah, because in, in the movie they say later that he's supposed to be 35. But, like, but he was joke, actually but he's like 50. 50. And a hard 50. A hard 50. So this 50-year-old man is like, you know what I really need? I really need to talk to a 16, 17-year-old girl. About a script. You know, hopefully maybe a delinquent. So like, because I got, you know, I want to do something serious. So I need that edge, you know, that. Yeah, he got a present for her too. That's hey, such a little girl. Such a predator move. I need Hopefully she doesn't have a father figure in her life, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay, I wrote a mono. No, we didn't get anyone for him. I don't know what that was. <laughs> Isabella calls. And as Isabella, la va va is on the phone, you hear screaming. And you hear dragging, and the two police officers are dragging this 16, 17-year-old girl, kicking, biting, screaming, um, punching. And uh, so Mark says, Sam, what is this? Uh, This is Christmas Eve, too, by the way. And so the policeman says, this is your character in her delinquent movie. So talk to her tonight. By tomorrow, you'll get your story. He's leaving her overnight. Yes. 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 Without a thought that this might be a problem. Well, because the police officers, they had worked as consultants on one of his previous light comedy films. And he they had heard how he really wanted to, you know, talk to the, the young delinquent, you know, we established. And so when they, the police officers come upon this woman on Christmas Eve, they don't want to put her in jail because if they do, she has to stay there Christmas Eve, Christmas, because she can't get processed until the day after Christmas. So they think that that would be unfair to the delinquent underage girl who is caucasian instead they decide to take her over to this bachelor's bachelor's apartment on christmas eve so that he can interview her and get his great gritty story and write about it they'll come back and pick her up Christmas night, right? So that then she can be processed the day after Christmas. What could go wrong? What could go wrong? I mean, she spent a night there. Well, why was she in lockup in the first place? Well, she hit. I still have to tell you. She hit a sailor over the head with a beer bottle. I wrote beer bottle. (laughs) She has no folks, no relatives. The police officer is just trying to do the decent thing, as in 2020, we know. All police officers try to do the decent thing. We'll pick her up the day after Christmas. So that was going to be two nights. Yeah, that's what I said. And he goes, not not a problem. I'll have Maude take care of her. Maude is not living. Yeah, Maude's left for the holiday. And uh, he, uh, the police officer says back to Mark and Virgil, remember you guys, 
she's underage. You lay a hand on her, you'll have to answer to us. The guys that brought her to you. Well, Virgil is sneaking out the back way because he doesn't want to be involved in this at all. And ew, it's a woman. Yeah, and ew, it's a woman. <laughs> yeah. And it's the smartest thing Virgil does in this whole film. She tries to run away. There's a lot of physical comedy. Finally, Mark tells her, oh, grow up and stop dramatizing. Wow. <laughs> just wow. Yeah, just being held hostage. Yeah, mm-hmm. stop dramatizing it. We'll get it over with. You're going to be fine. Uh, you want some alcohol. <laughs> You ought to be an actress. And she goes, I am an actress. And she lists all the the plays she was as a thespian in high school. I believe she went to Burbank High. Probably. And at which point Mark has just such a cute quip. I've been going out with middle-aged women, 20 to 21. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you want to stop listening now, it's okay, but I think you want to listen in because we got some stuff to say. (laughs) Get out the kindling, folks. Picture. Uh, Oh, so then Mark is trying to settle her down and saying, I am a screenwriter. And I wrote this picture uh, Christmas Eve matinee. It was called Dance Girly Dance. How adorable. Sounds about as Christmassy as Susan slept here. (laughs) <laughs> and then uh, she, what, do we know her name? Isabella we, Susan. Is Susan slept here. Susan picks up a book and says, you wrote this book? It was called The Gob and the Geisha Girl. Yay. So he had written a book as well. She is using his Oscar, you know, the talks, to crack nuts. He had a date with va 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 boom because it's christmas eve and it was a sit-down dinner he needed to be there at eight he's he, in a tux he is in a tux not looking like you know brad in a tux or may i say in a tux but so he is driving around looking for maude to drop susan off with maude who is a known alcoholic well, okay. I mean, she likes her drinks to have a punch. I mean, is yeah. does that Ooh. condemn her? Yeah. I'm going to rewind and say she is a woman who enjoys her gin. Yeah. Yeah. And he is trying to find a, a motel room to place Susan in so that he can go be with Va 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 Voom. And then Maude has to drop whatever she's doing on Christmas Eve. Because it's Maude. She's not doing anything on Christmas Eve. She's a secretary. And she's a woman. So she'll know how to take care of this kid. So she'll come over to whatever hotel room they find. But there's no room at the inn on Christmas Eve. Because evidently the hotel checker inners, clerks, Mm -hmm. are saying, I got a little problem. 
problem with this situation here. I mean, how old are you? How old is she? Yeah. And so Excuse me? they're like saying there is no vacancy. I think there were, but I think those well, people he didn't were go looking to, up for her. And he didn't go to Skid Row. I no. mean, that's Los Angeles. There, if, right. he, if he wanted to find a hotel where no one's asking he questions. He didn't go to the Virginia Lodge. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he takes, she says, I'll sleep on your couch at your house. So he takes her back to his bachelor pad, gives her the bedroom, Mm -hmm. tells her to lock the door. Mm -hmm. Merry Christmas. So, of course, I mean, here's a girl who's homeless. Mm -hmm. She's gotten into trouble with the police. So instead of enjoying a king size bed, nice shower, Mm -hmm. she runs after him. Because the phone rang and she explained what she was doing in his bedroom to who's on the other end going, um, okay, my fiance is late. Where is he? It's Christmas Eve. I ring his apartment. This child picks up this child picks up in his bedroom with her ponytail. What? She never came out of that ponytail. Well, she had she was had to play sixteen. She was like twenty five. Well, somehow he ends up back home. Oh wait, does Isabella spurn him then? I think say, so. I okay. think she. I hope she did. Excuse me. Well, you just got Chris Hansen. Who are you? Good to catch a predator. Oh, remember? Would you like to come in for some in cookies? The kitchen? Yeah, some oh, cookies and sweet tea. Oh, man. That was before. Who is Dateline guy? Keith Morrison. <laughs> oh, my God. If I saw Keith Morrison, I, I would know, you know, give me the, um, what is it? If I done Cyanide? Cyanide. No. Okay. <laughs> what have you done wrong? <laughs> Nothing but Keith Morrison is going to find something. Okay. Well, he is back home. She's supposed to be locked in the bedroom. He starts watching this old movie and he can recite every line. Because he wrote it. it. Because he wrote, he wrote but it. But he wrote the additional dialogue. He didn't write the screenplay and the based on. Which is sort of what happened in this. There were a lot of writers. Yeah. Okay. She comes out and she says she's afraid to fall asleep. In this, well, yeah, uh, okay. So they start to play cards, and he says, We're gonna play gin rummy till you think you can trust me. Don't Mm. ever trust the old dude. (laughs) And she goes, Let's play for who gets the bedroom. (coughs) Excuse me. So, next scene, she's asleep in that huge bed, and she hears snoring. Okay. Next scene, it's Christmas in Hollywood. She's in the kitchen. The radio is on while she's making breakfast and she's dancing. Isabella calls again. Sue answers, Susan answers again. They're having breakfast on the porch and she then tells her backstory on the porch. Okay, yeah. Her mom was 17 when she had her. So her mom is now 34. She uh, had a whole lot of bad boyfriends, but she finally met a good one. And he is her new husband. And they moved to Peru. <laughs> and uh, the mother just left. Well, the, the, they said, you can come to Peru with us. And she said, you know what? I think you need a honeymoon. 
So um, they just left her with a note that from the mother that said she can marry underage. What a mom. Well, I mean, talk about parental skills. Mom of the year. At which point she tells Mark she doesn't believe in marriage without love. And he's calling Maude to come and take care of her. And she's saying, tell Maude not to hurry. So she is smitten with old man Mark at this point. Do you think she's smitten with old man Mark? Or she's smitten with old man Mark's uh, apartment? Because they had a nice bar. Yeah, and she was, I mean, she was, was she on the street? Yeah. (laughs) So... At this point, Mark calls Virgil and says, hey, you need to go to our... Uh, <laughs> mute it. And we need to... <laughs> we need to borrow some of our attorney's daughter's clothes. And uh, we Susan slept here. We see the Isabella photo. And... Mark says, Isabel is a natural blonde. We're very good friends, she told me. And it has been 38 minutes, 38, and I stopped. Nice job, Ma. If we haven't haven't hooked you now, we're not going to hook you on this one. This movie is bonkers. Okay. So, following our schedule... We are now to people of color. I have one. It was Georgette the Maid. She's played by Maid Norman. Maud Norman. M-A-I-D-E. Oh, I'm sure her name was Maid. Maid Norman. So she actually has a Bachelor of Fine Arts from Bennett College, a master's degree in drama from Columbia University, she was also in The Well, Torch Song, and Whatever Happened to Baby Jane. Oh. Now, of course, with her bona fides, she was always regulated to playing maids. Right. Or people, people of service. But she said, quote, in the beginning, I made a pledge that I would play no role that deprived black women of their dignity. Right, she was always dignified. Mm-hmm. And so Georgette in this, like, hey, she wasn't there on Christmas Day. And she was, you know, she wasn't, uh, like, she was dignified. She was definitely mm-hmm. dignified. And yeah. in real life, she taught at the University of Texas at Tyler. She was an artist in residence at Stanford University. <gasps> Kimonos. And she created and taught a course in African American theater history at UCLA. Wow. She was probably the smartest, most qualified actress in this whole production. <laughs> and what is her last name? Maid Norman. There's actually a uh, at UCLA, there's a um like a reward or, or something that's like in her name. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and then power of cast. Oh, there I is no way that the police would bring a, a person of color would say, oh, it's Christmas Eve. We're not going to keep a person of color in custody over Christmas. Well, yeah, yeah, because I mean, they, 
they wouldn't really care about her story. Right. If the person, if the, if Susan was a woman of color, they wouldn't care about their story, and they wouldn't care that that she was in jail until Christmas. Right. I mean, it's still that's still the way that it is with the way that cash bonds works and all that kind of stuff. Right. However, I do feel like they would have dropped a person of color off at some strange man's house and been like, "Yeah, we'll be back to pick her up two days later." Yeah. Yes. 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 Definitely. Yeah. Especially if his name is, you know. Weinstein. Uh, no. Uh, oh, yeah. And Epstein. Yeah. yeah. Gotta watch out for those steens. Oh. Oh. <laughs> okay. Nerd alerts. Erin was doing her homework today. Okay. Nerd alerts. 1954. Um, I was two years old. Yeah. We've, we've done this kind of recently. So just the basics. Marilyn Monroe married Joe DiMaggio. The first mass vaccination of children against polio, polio. began in Pittsburgh. Doctor Salk. Uh huh. Science works. United Air, the United States Air Force Academy was founded in Colorado. Mm-hmm. Brown versus the Board of Education found that segregated schools were unconstitutional, and the top movies of the year were White Christmas, Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. Demetrius and the Gladiators and Rear Window. Ah, Rear Window. We have done Rear Window and White Christmas. I don't, we have not done White Christmas. Oh, because we we did did Holiday Inn. And then we've, we were a little bit, it, it, it tarnished White Christmas for us for a little bit. We had to, Get over it. I will quick. watch White Christmas on Christmas Eve while I'm cooking Christmas dinner. Okay. I mean, I don't, I, yeah, I'm fine. Um, Frank Toshlin, the director. Okay. He was influenced by multi camera live television dramas. And so he used more than one camera while filming. And that led to the flawless continuity when he would cut through different angles. And because movie. A lot of movies, it was one camera do the setup, one camera do the setup, and you have to do it over and over again. And so he employed that. And then he went on to do Jerry Lewis films. Yeah. And he would do that as well because there was a lot of physical hygiene. Was it Desi Lou who did that first in TV? No, I mean, they would do multiple cameras before that. Oh, okay. Like Desi Lou was the first that they shot on film. That's why I love Lucy oh. was so sick because it looked good as as uh, technology kept yeah. advancing because it was actually shot on film and not the videotape. Oh, okay. It was able to be updated and updated. So that's why it was able to have such a long life because it still looked so good because they they purposely shot it on film. And that was controversial and expensive at yes. the time. I know that they were controversial at the time. Okay, uh, Christine, nerd alerts. Oh, uh, no. Okay. So we are to reheatables, right? Have I done everything? You did the particulars. We set the day. Okay. Uh, last week I forgot something. So being careful. The worst reheatables I have, well, leaving your 17 year old daughter alone while you move to wherever, Peru. Peru. Um, second, taking a um, 17-year-old to uh, a bachelor's pad to spend two nights. Okay. 
Yeah, true, true. Um, the fact that <clears throat> uh, Powell, Dick, is supposed to be <laughs> 35, but Dick is 50, and he looks every one of those. And actually, she was uh, 22. Debbie oh. Reynolds was 22 playing this role. But she was playing a 17-year-old and that that even a 35-year-old man would consider marrying a 17-year-old girl be, because of, you know, extenuating circumstances. But still, uh, yeah, problematic. 35-year-old man marrying a 21-year-old girl is weird. Yes. Yeah. But I think if it's weird, like, as you multi, if you get older in the age... Then, I mean, like a seventy-year-old marrying a fifty-year-old, yes, isn't quite as weird. Yes, but that's life experience, you know. Like a twenty-one-year-old has so much different life experience than a thirty-five-year-old. Agreed, especially that thirty-five-year-old. Others, other negatives. I mean, all of that. Just all all of that. Agreed. Also, I have to say, I didn't really like their apartment layout. Interesting. Go ahead. Was that your MVP or something? No, Um, no, 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 no. Okay. I don't know. It just seemed, I don't know, something just didn't jive with me. Maybe it's because it's a Hollywood apartment. And I'm not used to that. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Well, it is different. It's definitely different from a Brooklyn apartment. Apartment. It was big, but like it just didn't really flow right for me. It it was definitely built on a soundstage. Yeah, like, it definitely had the sound. Well, they didn't do a very good job with it. Yes, although there was one thing that I kind of just couldn't get over, and maybe that just shades it. What? We'll get to it in my good reheatables. Okay. Well, I think. Well, you... I'm at my bad reheatables. Okay. So I think that it was hilarious that. This guy, he was known for frothy light comedies, and yet he won an Oscar. Can anybody name the last frothy light comedy that's oh, won an Oscar? Oh, true. <laughs> I'm like, they don't give out Oscars no. for frothy light comedies. Oh, teeny. I thought of my negative one. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> raised her hand. <laughs> uh, this bitch, Susan claims that she's an actress and a thespian, but she didn't know the Oscar. True. True. You live in Hollywood. You grew up in Hollywood and are in plays, and you didn't realize you were using an Oscar to grab I didn't even think of that. That I I did not buy that. Nice. That is a great one. Yeah, that's really good. You would totally know it. Yeah. I wonder if that was a real Oscar that they borrowed. Also, like, I didn't buy. I mean, I guess I buy a little bit that she was cooking because she had to fend for herself a little bit. But she was, like, cooking a whole damn turkey at the end of that. Was it a turkey or was it some sort of pot roast or brisket? I thought it was turkey. Oh, I think it was a roast. I think it might have been, like, a roast beef like I used to make and you guys hated it. We didn't hate it. It was just, I had a thing for gristle, ma. And you know I have a thing for gristle. You're saying I bought cheap meat? 
No, it wasn't cheap meat. It was just I didn't I didn't come home and cry because I was so grateful that we had roast beef and for dinner. Adam didn't like it either. It was just it was a really hard time in our like look, I know that now that it is so hard to like come home, cook dinner for a family. Like the what you did was amazing. Oh wait, let's what? Well, I'm also, sorry, you, you you broke up a little bit. What? Yes, yeah, so what you did was amazing. But also, that was around the time where you did have mini gourmet, which was horse tendons in a microwavable bag with some sort of sauce. It was not horse tendons. It might have seemed to you that it was. Every single you had piece that was gristle. It was all gristle. One time. So I was I was a little I was a little weary. I was and everybody I feel like every kid goes through a like we weren't as picky as oh other my God, kids. No. So every kid goes through a thing where they're just like gristle and really picky about what they eat. And that was yeah, I was, I was. I mean, I'm still picky about gristle. If I find a gristle, I'm done eating. See? Me too. Oh, my. The rest yeah, of- I didn't buy that. Go on. Um, Virgil. Agreed. At one point, somebody says that Virgil calls Virgil Jr., and I was like, my man looks like he's 40. You know? Uh, well, because he was a Navy uh, friend of Mark's from the Navy. Yeah, I know. I mean, he was his commanding officer. Yeah, but they called him like junior at one point mm-hmm. where he was supposed to be boyish. And it was like, he's a little long in the tooth. Mark, again, 35, but he was 50. The whole thing of Ma, like, well, maybe Ma could take care of her. Because, like, if you had just seen Ma, you'd be like, Ma's not the, the She's not a maternal type. type. You're just saying that based on her gender alone. Exactly. Mink. I mean, that's not really, I mean, because animals and, and stuff like that, you know, that's problematic. But then also specifically mink, because there's some sort of disease outbreak going on with minks right now. So I was like, ooh. Um, the whole premise of the film is. It is. The whole thing is wrong. The Oscar voiceover. It, it was, was. It didn't work. He was just like, oh, I see why this is at 46 on Rotten Tomatoes. Yes. And then the police officers and the detectives. Just a real tough look for them, guys. Just a real tough look. Those are my negative reheatables. Thank you. So positive reheatables. For some reason, I have... Leaving your seventeen-year-old, uh, that well, that was that was a negative, and it was under my positive list. Wait, so your positive? It wasn't a, a positive. I just put it in the wrong place. Um, <laughs> uh, community property back then during a divorce. Community property. I think that's a positive for most women at that point in time. Yeah. In California. Yeah, there's something about California like divorces, like that they. Yeah, they do that splitting, and that's mm-hmm. why people like try to get divorces in other states. Or they have, have prenups. Or they murder. Or they murder. It's cheaper to keep her, some say. <laughs> Your positives, Christine. Um, let's see. The refrigerator. I liked the refrigerator. Did you? Mm-hmm. Because I got to share with you. 
Did you read? No. We're we're a house divided in this movie. The the freezer that you had to defrost. It wasn't like like the ice would build up. Like well that happens at our refrigerator now at work. Yeah, I've had that happen. Okay. And to so to defrost it, you'd have to turn off the refrigerator, close that door, not open it. You'd have to put hot pots of water into the freezer to melt all the all the ice away in order to redo it was that was a thing that's that not how sounds very annoying but it reminded me of smeg you know that brand smeg smeg yeah it's a appliance oh wait and okay they specialize in uh, like 50 style retro refrigerators. Oh. I mean, they're not cheap. Like oh. all their, oh, I mean, well, they don't specialize in refrigerators. They specialize in 50s uh, like appliances, like uh, new ones. Make mm. like the um, Yeah, but like one of these refrigerators is going to run you. Two thousand dollars. Wow. Two thousand dollars. But they're they're a nice look, you know. People do it these days with their things, but I just thought it was mm-hmm. nice. Uh, I liked the tapered candles at the end. Those are very those are very in in now. Oh. Tapered candles, good. I have tapered. They were in the in the um the Beauty and the Beast ones that they remind me of Beauty and the Beast. The chandelier. The, I mean, candelabras. The, um, the candelabras. Oh, yeah. Yes. We sell them now. Don't we you have really? Like a tapered tapered candor, candors and uh, tapered candors and all, little, all these little things to hold them. We just had a recall, though, because some of them were catching on fire. Some of the holders were catching oh, on fire. Wow. That's a problem. Well, now I have a question. The taper candle, so that's just the candle that looks like the it tapers. Yes, that's yeah, that just looks like a candle yeah. to me. So it's just candles. Yeah, it's just fashion now. Yeah, oh. because they were out of fashion for a while. Like it had to be the the one that was a, a like a barrel all the way up. And let me tell you, we got all kinds of shapes now. You could get taper candles that swirl. Yes. Those are those are vintage. The ones that have the swirl wax around. Wow. Well, I remember when we were in Germany, what everyone would do is have the wine bottle. Excuse me. Wow, that was large. With the I'm wearing a mask, so it's okay. With the candle in it, and then it would melt. That's and then you would keep putting the candle, and it would have the melt. Yeah, you think of that with the Italian, um, the Marco Polo pizza. Yeah, but it was the Italian bottle that had the raffia around the bottom. I don't remember? know what raffia like, is. Like the straw, like, woven in the bottom. Oh. And yeah, we did that. Um, we were obsessed. We were a family that was obsessed with candles and wax. And we, oh, shoot. Like, look at these. Oh, oh my gosh! gosh. <laughs> well, well, I know. Outfitters website and look for the. Well, website. that's Etsy. That's the made well, by Lindsay D. Some, Etsy. Some Etsy. Are- I've got to buy those. They're only thirteen colors. Have to well, be Urban Outfitters. It doesn't. No, it doesn't. It can be any other a fine retail establishment. That is interesting. 
And there's this mm, Amish farm Mm -hmm. that has gotten very popular for making for their beeswax candles. Yes. Beeswax tapered candles and you could buy a whole box of them. Wow. That's good. I mean, it's good for the environment, I think. Good for the environment, bad for Bath and Body Works. Yeah. You know, I'm still going to be there, Bath and Body Works, because I don't trust myself with a tapered candle. That's a little too frightening for me. So I you like. You want the jar? I like a nice jar, a nice right. sturdy base. Yeah. And yeah. It's so yeah. that even if it tips over, mm-hmm. we're not going to have a fire yep. issue. Exactly. Understood. Mm-hmm. And may I say. Urban Outfitters sells some nice ones uh, and um, anthropology in a jar with the lid. Yes. Those are very safe uh, ones yes, as I, well. I like that as well. Look at this fun candle that I just got. Oh, my gosh. It looks like a little blue, blue bob. But I told Adam he's not allowed to light it. Oh. oh, well, that's the first thing he'll do. Yeah. I don't know if we shared with you, but he is a bit of a pyrotech. Yeah. You did not, but I know that. Yes, I got blamed for an incident, which it was not me. And I was a little Who bit offended you? that I got blamed. I can't for imagine it. me blaming you because I knew exactly who well, it was. Did I, did I say that it was you who blamed Behind me? Behind the big chair. It was not you, but I Thank got Thank goodness blamed. that whatever. There was a rug, fire behind this big chair? Whatever rug we had when we first moved in this house, thank goodness was fire retardant. Oh, that was a downstairs. Good call. Yeah, because that was him. Yeah, he would light anything down there behind Manzo's pencils. They were, and he didn't get rid of the evidence. No, he the burnt pencils. Yeah, I got blamed. Yeah, for he it. would burn pencils. Like they thought I was down there burning pencils. You would light. You lit. You lit the big chair on fire behind it, and you would light everything on fire in the basement. He was a pyro. You lit the basement on fire. <laughs> <laughs> It is a what part of the movie is this? <laughs> so it's a part where this is the part where, where our 60 listener, our 60 downloads listen for this. They're spilling the tea. That's the part this is. <laughs> so I believe that those were my only two reheatables are the refrigerator and the candles. <laughs> well done. Well done. So it's on mine? Yes, because I already did mine community property, which First. I'm looking into. First, it doesn't apply here. And, you know, I had feelings about divorce before the trip home, and now they've changed. It's looking a little more promising. So, is that, that divorce is your promising? Is your uh, positive reheatable? No, no. But at uh, this point, <laughs> at this point, we're looking at, you know, I'm just saying, free uh, ma. Very understanding. <laughs> hashtag how, free wait, ma. how did nobody say strawberries and pickles as their negative reheatable? Oh, don't step on my, You're stepping on my good reheatables. Yeah. Ew. Exactly. Let me. Okay. I'm getting it's there. It's a good reheatable. Hold okay, on. She said it's a good reheatable. I need to see. You need to make her eat them together. Oh. We'll get to Wait, that. Together Trust means me. me too. No. No. Okay. No, no. Okay. Okay. Ah, uh, it's strong. there. It's Got there. It. Okay. So the first good reheatable is my man. He was working from home. That, That's <laughs> working true. Working from home. Great reheatable. That's true. 
The second we already mentioned how Maud makes her drinks. Much mad respect there. Yeah. I was just that's that's how all it. the Christmas drinks will be made this year. Hell yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get a fist bump on that. You get one. an elbow pump. <laughs> um, the Christmas tree, was it frocked? Fracked? Flocked. Flocked. Because I thought it was a white tree at first. And yeah. then I was like, no, that's that black flock. Wait, that wasn't what the heck is that? It's when Go they ahead. would sp- okay, so that was a lot a live tree before it was cut. And then they spray this horrible foam shit. You on know it. it caused cancer. Yeah, that um, looks like snow on it, but oh, uh, yeah, really bad for your breathing issues. It's like probably asbestos. Oh, they just probably. sprayed pure asbestos exactly. on the tree because exactly. I thought it was a white tree, and then I was like, no, it, it still look like it's uh snowed. snowed. Oh, okay. Well, it didn't. It okay. didn't look like snow at all. No, it looked really, it looked as bad as the, uh, it's like a big white tree. The lung yeah, damage that's it was going to do. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Okay. So Teeny didn't like the layout of my guy's apartment, but I couldn't get over the rest of the layout because all I saw was his bar. It oh was my a nice gosh. bar. He had a whole bar. He oh. had a nice. Yeah. It was super nice. It was just a bar. And I was like, Christine, I just want to share with you that in Manziel's mother's house downstairs in the basement is a bona fide bar. I mean, it's it's a really cool room. It's a corner bar. So, you know, I'm just saying that there might be a time to remove that and give it to somebody. Yeah. It's one of those things where as a kid, you and then you grow up, you're like, what would go on in here? Because it was a talk about a weird layout. Because the uh, uh, right next to it was the washer and dryer, and then but it an was ironing this, it was board. this enclave that was yeah. like a club. It was like it like was, it was like, like a corner. It was like and a bar. The bar fit perfectly in that corner mm-hmm. with bar stools and all the fancy. Yeah, because you would, you could go in that way, yeah. and then on the outside was the TV, and it would wrap around. There was room and then you for had the one bartender and the piano, yeah. and there were like these couches and stuff yeah. and these fancy. I'm just saying, if you talk to the right people, that could be you know, yeah, bridge for you. A proper bar. It's a proper bar. Oh, when she was hungry and was making those noises. Yeah, her stomach. That was funny. I did like that. How did his hair stay in place when he was wearing a hat? And it would still be perfectly coiffed and parted. And he would be wearing a hat. And he would take it off and on. Hairspray. Aquanet. I'm not talking. I'm talking hairspray of the 50s, which was shellac. Yeah. Wow. Shellac. Because it didn't look shellac, which was also the thing. Exactly. Is that it just looked like it was hair and it just didn't move. Yeah. Probably not his own anymore. 1950s Vegas. Yeah, I Vegas, know. I, I was uh, expecting that from you, Christine. I know. I'm sorry. I didn't take any notes. Mm-hmm. Understandable. Understandable. Well, I mean, when the Oscar starts talking, why? 
Also, when she was watching those home movies, Debbie Reynolds. Debbie Reynolds watching home movies. Didn't she look exactly like Lucille Ball? She looked very Lucille Ballish. Yeah, in this, she did. In this, yeah, the the curly bangs. Yeah, like there was a lot, but like especially the scene because she's making all these weird faces yes, and stuff, yes. and I was like, oh my gosh, she looks like Lucille Ball. Yeah, yeah she did. I wonder if she thinks she, if she thought she was Lucille Ball before Lucille Ball. I want, but it was like contemporaneous because this was 1954 and wasn't that around the same time as I Love Lucy? So we'll look into that. Okay, the second to last reheat, good reheatable for me. Yeah, I Love Lucy came out in 1951. Yeah, see, so it was like okay, the same time. Okay, okay, okay. I know that it's all like highly problematic because she's a 17 year old girl and he's like super old man but when he when she was pitching to him of the reasons why because he because at the end you know spoiler alert this is a rom-com so of course they have to end up together which and is problematic it is problematic but he takes the view of like you, there's too much of an age gap between us this yes. would never work out and then I will say, when she was listing off all of the alcoholic beverages she knew how to make. I know, and I had memorized them. I have made, every time I make a margarita, I have to look at the measurements. I don't. I know it's two to one. Every alcoholic drink is two to one. That's what I go by. Every time I make pie crust, I still have to look up the recipe. I was just... 45 years later. I just have to say... In his defense, if I was an old man and this 17-year-old girl was rattling off to me all of these alcoholic recipes, I would give pause and be like, I uh-huh. think she won me over. Plus, if she drinks with him, soon she's going to look as old as he does, no matter what the age difference. So exactly. it's all good. Exactly. Which brings us to our final reheatables. Controversial. Controversy. A controversy on this podcast. Because when I first heard everybody, you know, she's there, she orders strawberry and mixed pickles. And everybody, even I know what that is. I don't know if the kids these days know what, what that's called. mixed code pickles? For. No, it's just code for she's pregnant. Because anytime somebody oh, it, likes it, weird things totally. and pickles, it means they're knocked up. But I was, I, and I, I also, I'm guilty because I did the ooh thing. What? In my day, it was pickles and ice cream, not pickles and strawberries. I think it was pickles. I was thinking pickles. It's pickles. Yeah, it's just like ah, uh, pickles and whatever, and whatever that is the farthest away from yeah. that. Okay. So I was like, ew, but then I started thinking about it because you know I'm like, wait a second, hold on. I think. I'm not saying that I would, like, love it and it would be a delicacy, but isn't strawberry and mixed pickles the same as strawberry-flavored kombucha? Oh, well, well, there you that go. That still sounds disgusting. So. Exactamundo. Well, I've had it. Well, it looks like you should try the combination this week. I think we will have to record Aaron eating strawberry if we can find but see, that some was the fresh thing. strawberries. So are the mixed pickles like sweet pickles and dill? Like, That's I what, what I want to know what mixed pickles are. Well, when you would go to the deli before the pandemic, you would just have a thing of pickles and it would be like all these different kinds of pickles. 
I do that with uh, olives. So I'm just saying, I kind of got like I was I was the same way. Like that's disgusting. But then I thought oh, about here's it. Here's the mixed pickles. And it's oh wow, you get sweet mixed pickles. There's but, several brands. Was it sweet or was it dill? Mount Olive. No, no, it, the the mixed pickles. Oh, sweet. Well, pickles here is a German mixed pickle. Let's check out the fatherland. Hold your right hand down, Erin. <laughs> How dare so you? So wrong. That's you. Ma, come on. Okay, so this is vegetables in a mild infusion. Sounds mild. Pickled cucumbers and mixed. Ooh. Okay, well, Christine, I think we'll have to make sure that happens this for Wait, you guys know that's why I'm on. I do my apple cider vinegar every morning, so yeah, I can stomach disgusting her. things. It's it's how I train. It's how I live. So, those were my good reheatables. Outstanding. I'm just saying, I like people are poo pooing it. I, I I'm like, hey, I I can I drink kombucha. It's true. It's true. You know. It's maybe people who eat pickles with ice cream don't have a lactose issue because the pickle juice then it contradicts the lactate and then you don't have bubble gut. Yeah, well, I just think it's an acid. You have sweet acid crunch. So, okay. Well, I personally, well, never, moving on. I, yeah, a lot of people don't, but sometimes, you know, you just, you're just looking at the flavor portion. Yeah, this is December, and and strawberries, December, not a good time. Moving on to LVP. Wait, I had a different one. I got it. I got my Go LVP. with your LVP. Do you want to go, Christine? Oh, man, I had a different one. Um, no, you can go. My LVP. Susan's mom, what the fuck? Susan's mom, what the fuck? Oh, I mean, my LVP is Susan. Oh, wow. wow. There's that, too. I'm sorry. She's 17, not 12. She's yeah. four months away from being 18. Yeah. But you were raised by Tim and mm-hmm. Rita. So... So, of course, I mean, that there was some responsibility there. I mean, I don't want to victim blame. But she kind of. She was totally a Gidget teenager. Yeah. yeah but, but, I mean, he had money. He was an Oscar winning screenwriter. She could do worse. And he ended up being a respectable gentleman. I don't disagree. I'm just saying. Yeah, she was, you know, she, she it's she, not like we don't live in a society where women don't do this as we speak. Well, that's true. I'm looking at you housewives of whatever. Oh, not us, Christine, as being housewives, but no, the you, housewives of Potomac. Christine works. She's not a housewife. Why are you looking at me like that? I work for 30 years. And I wasn't talking about you, but you watch the housewives of whatever. I do. It makes me feel so much better. Yeah, unpopular opinion, but she was my LVP. I well done. I can see that. I agree I, I with. I it. could see that. Your LVP. I said it was Susan's mom. Remember? My LVP was the dream sequences. 
Oh, yeah. And so much pink in the dream sequence. It was like my brothers. So I'm staying downstairs to socially distance because I just assumed oh, that I got infected. Oh, you going to talk about the carpet down there? Yes. Didn't the dream sequence remind you of the carpet in my brother's <laughs> bedroom? Best carpet in the whole house. It's though. a nice carpet. It's very flush. Very I love comfortable. It, here. it is. It and is. it has stayed plush all this. We have not changed it. In the 20, how No, many it's years more than 20 years, Ma. We're talking like 30 years. We're at like 28 oh, we're at 28. Years. We're at 28. Yeah. That's true. And it is so plush down it's there. It's still good. But that's because for most of that time, he had a waterbed that covered the entire carpet down there. Well, most of it. But it's now, the same now color. the junk from the caddy trunk is covering most of the mm-hmm. But that's going to get taken care of soon. Okay. MVP. I have a new one. I wrote down Maud, but I changed it to Maid Norman. Georgette. Oh, Georgette. Yeah, she was. At first, I thought she was Filipino. But then when she came back, I was like, no, she's a black woman. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Who is she? She's awesome. Yes. And, and when I did the background of her, I was yes. just like, how... How tragic that she is probably like she's just this woman doing these lines and she's like I have a master's in exactly. drama from exactly. Columbia University exactly. ladies and gentlemen but the people who would watch this movie it might be the only time they've ever seen a black woman yes not not the first time they've seen a black woman in a service role but well spoken well, uh, you know, well mannered. Because she said she was never, gonna, she was always going to be dignified in whatever. Exactly. She, so whatever she role I take, mm-hmm. at least people are seeing me being better than those housewives that are on Bravo. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see a spinoff movie with her. It was probably like, you know, spinoff and see what Georgette's doing. She's like, yo, these white people. Exactly. They dropped <laughs> off this woman. Yeah, she, like you not, not a woman, a girl to this bachelor guy, and then he's got this like senator's daughter who is like va va boom. Yes. So mine. Yes. Another unpopular opinion, Mr. Christopher. I get that because he it wasn't his fault. Like he just meant. Yeah, I'd like to like interview one of these girls sometime. Exactly. Let me sit down and, talk and, and spend the night with her. Tried so hard to not touch her, not give her the wrong impression. Not yes, I know. agree. Even when they go to get married, yeah, he goes to marry her to save her from having to be booked into jail. Drives her to Vegas, and then because she's smitten with him. In order to avoid consummating the marriage, takes her to an all-night dance party. Yeah. So that he won't will avoid that sort that yeah. like. Yeah. And he did avoid that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, to be put in that situation, just say no. As and he did. He wasn't a creep about it. He could have easily have been a creep. Oh, he could. It makes it seem somewhat kind of unrealistic. Yeah, but that's why he's. The I MVP. mean, we understand Virgil not. You know, yeah, going moving in, but okay. Which you know, you said it was controversial, but my MVP, it's 
in the same ballpark, same person, but it's just way more specific. Dick Powell's widow's peak. (laughs) I was obsessed with it. Every time he was there, I was like, "How? What is? How? It's like that? What? Huh? That's what a good piece does for you. Gives you that widow's piece. So that's a piece. I'm thinking it might have been a piece. But it was the. It was just the front of hair right there. Yeah. It was like an L. That and you're saying that that's a, a toupee. I don't know. I don't. That know. doesn't seem toupee-ish, but I he don't. He might have had. He was 50. He might have still had his hair. He just had like the front. Part how it just it it wasn't a widow's peak it was like a widow's terrace. <laughs> I mean it, it like I was marvelled by it just what wow. it, the science of it. Huh. Yeah, I was obsessed on Friday night. Just what? Wow. That's all I saw. Huh. The widow's terrace. I did not notice. Well, that's what I did. So. Okay, we are to recasting. I know Christine did a great. Re- sometimes two. Sometimes Christine does yeah. a two recast. I only did a two recast myself. Go ahead with yours, cause I did. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so man, I'm gonna have to. Okay, this is. It's kind of going into the all-time kind of category. You know where we cross the space-time continuum. Mm-hmm. So for my mark, I have Joseph Marcel, who was the actor who played Jeffrey on The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Okay. Oh. Remember? Yes, I do remember Jeffrey. And then for my Susan, I was just struck, you know, I there was just something about her, Debbie Reynolds' feistiness, feisty nature, mm-hmm. and that she was a, like a delinquent. Mm-hmm. So I went with um, not now, not present day, but like early Rihanna. Okay. Not saying that like Rihanna would have accepted this role if it was yes. presented to her. I hope not. But just the the essence of her just being this fiery and just like, oh my gosh, you know, like because he would like, you know, you have to have it the older man thinking of like this girl's 17, but she's gotta be beautiful and spouting off you know she has the beauty she's in love with you and then she's spouting off how she can bartend yeah and you're and like that would be like i just can't say no to all of this so that's why okay well i didn't feel like we needed to recast it It because we don't mean to remake it but if we did Mm -hmm. Uh, my Susan, I purposely wanted a dark-skinned black woman Ooh. to be the choice. So, uh, and I said I'm going to give her as many roles as I can, Moses Ingram. And then I read her bio, and it's like, she don't need me. <laughs> yeah. She don't need me giving her roles. She's, she's, yeah, she's, she's made doing in the just shade. fine on her yeah. own. So to her... Susan, so that's Moses Ingram. Mm-hmm. I have Marcus Will Smith. 
Because mm-hmm. he has comedic timing. He's got comedic timing, and there would be enough charm where, like, even someone who's 17 would be smitten with exactly. them. Exactly. Exactly. And he would be, like, not creepy, you hope, you exactly. know, where it's like, no. And still appear young enough to, that she could fall in love with him. Okay. Because, you know, the movie is bonkers, but it does pose an interesting question, because he's off the bat is like, no, you're 17, I can't the age difference and she's like no i know you're old but i do like you and so she has a father issue anyway taboo of it where right. you're like oh, you know so to moses ingram susan and marks will smith my isabella is taraji because oh. let's talk about va 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 boom yes so my maud oh that's a fantastic Emma Thompson. Emma Thompson. Come on. Come on. And, of course, my Virgil, you know, is is my uh, irritating person. And who is my always irritating person? Kevin Hart. He's always the irritating dude. So um, (laughs) it's a great cast, but I don't want this movie remade. Yes. (laughs) Tasty Nuggets. I'm going to go with Christine for. Oh, Christine, do you have any? Zero. Very okay. That's fine. Surprising, so, I know. It's been a week. It's been. <laughs> it's been a week. <laughs> and it's gonna be two more. Yeah. And I. Oh God. Okay, so this was Dick Powell's last film. Amazingly, this film made five in in 1954, right? Five point five. million for RKO, Mm -hmm. who Howard Hughes owned. And after this hit, he sold it. Mm -hmm. He sold RKO. Debbie Reynolds, she liked this film. She said, quote, that little comedy made $5.5 million, pulled RKO out of the red. Yes. And then Howard Hughes sold the studio. I mean, good for them. Mm -hmm. Because he sold on a high. Yeah. Go out on George Costanza told you. Businessman. The car that Dick Powell drives was a 1953 Nash Healy Roadster. There were only 506 of them made. Mm-hmm. So in 1953, he paid $6,000 for it, which in 2017 was $55,000. Okay. That makes me feel bad that I only got $141 for my car. I know. For the purple Mazda 3? Yeah. With an Aaron. Well, that's more than I got for my 2003 Corolla. I just got the price of the tires because they were new tires. Because every light on the dashboard was was on. Well, yeah. It was a the new the tires were like $99 because those were new tires. But yeah. So other people looked at to play the role of Mark Christopher. Christopher, I was going to say Mark Jacobs, was Cary Grant, who I could see doing it because yes. he has comedic timing, and Robert Mitchum. He would have been all. so creepy. Oh, God, could you imagine like a delinquent, like dropping off to Robert Mitchum? Robert, what was that movie? I don't know who Robert Mitchum Murder? is. He was in Cape Fear. Cape Fear, the original. And then Cape remember Fear. we did that thing where he was the murderer. He had love and hate yes, uh, tattooed on yes, his yes. Uh, fingers. That wasn't Cape Fear. No, it was there the was other. Another it was one. like something like hell or or it was some murder like. 
They yeah. call him Mr. Hell. They, he was always hell. yeah. He's scary looking. Yeah, and then he he was in the that one that we did recently with Christine, where it was he was playing against type, and he yes. was with another actress. Yeah, and we did it, and that was why it was it was with Janet Lee. It was the Christmas movie. It was where he he bought the. He bought the train set for the little boy. What was that movie, Christy? We just did it. It was uh, something on Fifth Avenue. It happened on Fifth Avenue. No, it wasn't that. It was the one before that. That uh, we did. Because it was Janet Lee. Yeah, and she was the the, the war widow and yeah. the shopper. Yeah. And it was a cute uh, movie. Then. I'm looking at all movies. What So it, it's fine. It's with Janet Lee. You'll, you'll see yeah, it. We've yeah. done it within I'll look a few it up weeks. in a minute. Um, and Mickey Rooney was looked at to play Virgil. Yeah. No, that's not what it was. Um, okay. This movie was nominated for Best Holiday Sound. Affair. Holiday affair. Holiday affair. That's what it was. And he was playing against, because the whole time we were like, it's Janet Lee so and Robert Mitchum. We, we kept being like, this is going to be suspenseful. And it was just a holiday classic. Uh, this movie was nominated for Best Sound. It didn't win. Surprise. And original song, Hold My Hand, didn't win. Surprise. And uh, it was nominated for the American Comedy Writing for WGA, Writing Writers Guild, Guild of, of America, America. Uh, for a comedy writing. It didn't win. Yeah, you could you could see that it was pandering to that with the whole Oscar voiceover oh, yeah. oh, at yeah. the beginning. Yeah. You didn't you? She had no tasting nuggets, right? You have no case. Okay. Um, Did you finish that? At the beginning, yeah. At the beginning, when they when the Oscar is cleverly talking about Luella, it's referring to Luella, Luella Parsons, Parsons, who was a gossip columnist, who was related to the producer, the mother of Harriet Parsons, who is a producer on the film. So see how I was saying how it was very inside, wink, wink. It but was if you kind want, of incestuous. But if you want like good, because. Inside, wink, wink. I don't know. I don't think we've done it. It's singing in the rain. We know? have not done singing in which, the rain, which we will do. Yeah. So there's like good ways to do it, and there's kind of hacky ways to do it. But hacky in a way where you kind of watch it, and you're like, this is bonkers, but I'm glad I watched it, like, because it's so bonkers. Like, what's going on here? Um. Okay, guys. Uh-oh. Wait, oh, I'll do this stuff. Okay, did you know that Debbie Reynolds, who's the mother of Carrie Fisher, Correct. who in 2006, remember Carrie Fisher, Princess Leia, she passed away. And yes. then the very next day, Her Debbie mother, Reynolds yeah. passed away. And Carrie Fisher, didn't she write, what was it, Terms of in, from Postcards edge. from the Edge? Which was about her tumultuous relationship with her mother. Right. And which, her addictions. And her addictions. And, like, Debbie Reynolds grew up like, outside of El Paso, Texas, I believe, and was poor. Yes. Like, poor. And her family moved to California, and she could only afford, like, dungarees and a shirt. So, in high school, nobody was ever like, oh, she's hot. No. She ended up winning Miss Burbank. Came to the attention of uh, Jack L. Warner. Warner, 
And he's the one because she was born Mary Frances Reynolds. Oh, it was Jack Warner who dubbed her Debbie. So that's how she became Debbie Reynolds. And she always had because she was grown up, had nothing. So she always had the success and everything and, and, you know, the dancing and the singing. And and so she had that. And then it's that whole thing, like what Blackish is about, you know, of like you come from this sort of life, Mm -hmm. then you have kids Mm -hmm. and your kids are growing up wealthy. That's Carrie Fisher. And then you need to instill into them what they didn't have because you made it Mm -hmm. and you knew what life was, but your kids don't. And you're trying to instill that. And then your kids are like, I have everything I need. There's nothing to struggle. Give me cocaine and drugs and give me all of that. And so then there's all of that. And they have that kind of like crazy relationship where then when Carrie Fisher died, the next day, Debbie Reynolds stroked out and checked out in yeah. 2016. Yeah. It was wild. Yeah. Um, Anne Francis, who was aka Vava Boom in this, she had married a guy in the Air Force. And then they divorced. She had a daughter. And then she adopted another daughter. And that was one of the first adoptions granted to an unmarried person in California history. Wow. And she ended up studying flying in the end of the 60s and earned her pilot's license. Wow. Vava Voom was a pilot. Well done. Yep. And then, okay, finally. So Dick Powell, who's... Guys, can we just, like, people who are named Richard and decide to go by Dick, just, yeah, (laughs) you know, he did, though. So, by, this was his last feature film. Correct. Because by this time, he had transitioned into directing. Oh, I didn't know where he was transitioning. So, in 1956. I was worried he got decapitated. Hold that thought, Christine. What? Hold your beer, says what? decapitation. What? See, as soon as you make that smart-ass uh-huh. remark, it comes back and bites you in the butt it's, every time. It's not as bad, but, guys, okay. I mean, I don't know if we could really, okay, yes. No, it's not as bad. I guess no. decapitation, there are different levels. If your head falls off, it's bad. Yeah. The Worse than if your head doesn't fall off. Yeah. Yeah. But it's still, it's interesting. Go. 1956. So this is two years later. He is into directing. He directs The Conqueror, which is a film where John Wayne plays Genghis Khan. What? Yes. John Wayne plays the Mongolian emperor. Oh, my God. Talk about problematic. Highly problematic. The film's exterior... Shots were shot in St. George, Utah. Okay. Which happened to be downwind from the U.S. above ground (gasps) atomic test. (sighs) Of the 220 crew members, cast and crew, 91 developed cancer. 
Oh my God. And by 1981, 46 had died, oh. including Dick Powell and John Wayne died of cancer. Mm. Oh they my were, God. They were shooting downwind of atomic test sites. And just and and June Allison like when Dick Powell because Dick Powell died a few years later from mm-hmm. lung cancer, and June Allison was just like yeah he was a chain smoker mm-hmm. and didn't probably help that he was down. Nobody would even think of that back then. Of the above ground. Above ground. <laughs> oh my podcast. god. Like. <laughs> Guys, it's picturesque. Go ahead. Oh film. Film John Wayne being the famous Mongol emperor. <laughs> Nothing bad here. Go wow. ahead. So that is, is it har- too harsh to say karma? It, like, these white people <laughs> being like Mongols of like depicting the Mongol emperor and they're shooting it downwind of an atomic site. Like, oh, shots fired. I'm, I'm just saying, like, um, like, I don't, I know everything's highly problematic and stuff, but maybe, maybe, uh, maybe I shouldn't have had John Wayne as, as a Mongol <laughs> emperor. Definitely. <laughs> you know? Because, yeah. you know, John Wayne was racist. Oh, and yeah. And he's playing a Mongol man. Yeah. Yeah. Like, one of the most famous Asian men ever. Right. White man Uh, John Wayne. Okay. So, this is the film, Christmas film. Susan slept here. You're welcome. You don't have to watch it. Uh, You can if you want to. Problematic issues. I'm just going to say... It wasn't my least favorite film we've ever done. It, it wasn't either. I loved how bonkers it was. Like, what? What is it? I did too. We like, so it was kind of losing me a little bit. But then last night, then watched it last night. But then I had 38 minutes left. And so today I watched it while I was on the train. And I liked the dream sequences. Yeah. yeah I, they have a I place. I need the notebook. Okay. okay, so listeners, we are going to do our New Year's episode will be us having our best of the podcast. Yeah, well, wait, what are we doing this? Because I left all of my notes. I don't have any notes. So we are going to do our favorite movie. So if you want us. If you want to let us know what your favorite movie was, please respond on Podbean. Or, no, Instagram. Instagram. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Instagram. Uh, favorite movie, favorite actor, favorite actress. Uh, maybe your most powerful cast moment in the movies we've done. Uh, the best, the worst, reheatables. Yeah. Any questions? Uh, the best quote you remember. Your MVP or LVP? <laughs> You're um, going to have to send this to Teeny because she's our social media. Exactly. And, and she she's will, like, I'm not taking notes on why right. we want uh, We be. will. And we will put it out so that <laughs> she's like, Susan slept here. Nothing. <laughs> so awesome. And yet it is not her least favorite movie. We've I just done. have to say that we... Um, 
The only thing I took any notes for is the section that we didn't do. What didn't we do? Quotables. <gasps> oh, I, I have the quotables. Quotables a freaking gift. I have every quotes. week. I forget something. Okay, let's go. Yeah, with quotables. go because I got some too. I thought you gave up drinking. I only say that when I'm loaded. When I sober up, I come to my senses and get loaded. Is that Maud? Maud. Yeah, yeah. That might oh, be the yeah. quote of the year. I love that. That's 2020 right there oh, for me. Oh, I got my quotes already written. You're a big nothing. You and your crew cut haircut. That was Virgil because he had that crew cut, right? Yeah. We drove to Las Vegas and came back with a wedding license. Usually people don't come back with anything. Oh, <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh, Gone with the Bushes audience, do you remember when we said we were going to spend 2020 Christmas? <laughs> they had talked me into a Vegas Christmas. I don't know if we're ever going to get that's there on again. O- that's on Ocean's Eleven, 1960. You don't going to get there again. So now it's canceled? No. No. But we're, we're, you got some talking to do. Yeah, we'll get there. I'm, I'm fine with wearing a mask in public. It will, it will happen. Look at Teeny. Look, look how you've disappointed Teeny, your daughter-in-law. No, don't. No, I don't want to be the disappointment. We already have a disappointment this Christmas, and I don't want to overtake it. Well, she. Don't worry, she can't. So. <laughs> what happened? Oh. Oh, we have so much, and we also have uh, <laughs> the highest fuck boy. We have to have oh. our highest fuckboy. Well, highest fuckboy right now is Woodrow Wilson. He's right. like, he holds the title of fuckboy Woodrow Wilson. So if anybody else has a highest fuckboy of the films we've done. That's true. That's true. So uh, maybe we can make this like a kind of a vis- visual for our listeners. We'll have to send it because Tini will have to post it on Instagram. Yeah, because we can't do but that. But nobody really, like, watches. And and peop- and this is evergreen content, so people will probably be listening to this, like, in June. Well, that's possible. Whenever you listen to... Oh, you know what? You can listen... Whenever you do, just send us... If you listen to this in, 20, in the year 2030, just send us... Yeah, and give us your feedback. What is our Instagram? Gone with the bushes. Gone with the bushes is the Instagram. Like, tag us? I have no idea what that means that you do with it, but most of you do. And if you don't, talk to your children. All 19 of you. All 19 of Yeah, teeny. And then three of us are in this room. So all 16 of you. (laughs) Not me. I I am not on Instagram. Yeah. yeah, And you don't listen to us anyway. So anyway, we will be doing that in the new year. Yes. Our best of, worst of. Yeah, yeah. Let us hit us up. Yeah, we'd love some say. comments. Yeah. Okay. So that is that is. I this. got my quotes. Did you do your oh, quotes? Oh, I'm sorry. I did my quotes. In it. Excuse As me. She burned Gimlet <laughs> Maud over here. <laughs> well, did you make the drinks? No, she made the drinks. Oh God! And I'll have you know that I'll have you know that they were like pouring wine at this household, and I was like, no, I got a podcast at eight o'clock. She, guys, you took a little snoozer. I did take a little bit of power nap. I didn't drink wine. Yeah, you said, yeah you're not prepared. I was like, I gotta pace myself. Yeah, I, you did. I got a podcast. I got somebody do. didn't pace themselves. I don't know how this audio sounding. Well, I apologize. Well, fuck yeah. Plus. Aaron is 
is with me, and so we're not using our usual equipment. I don't have my my setup. So we'll see if this actually even makes Works. it on air. We're record. We might be recording from my iPhone. That Who could happen. Knows? But you know, you all love us. All right, my quotables. Quote, like a clown who wanted to play Hamlet, Mark wanted to prove he could write serious. Ooh, ouch. Yeah, that was what Oscar said. Oscar was irritating. You said, remember, guys, she's underage. Yeah. Don't lay a hand on her. Mark says, Isabel's too tall for me. Words I never heard. Uh Uh-uh. No, neither of you. N- uh, none of us ever heard that. And then uh, Susan says, I read the parts of the New York Times I can understand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then when Mark, it, this is early on in the film, Mark says, stop looking at me like I'm Jack the Ripper. Which is how you would look at a 40-year-old man you didn't know who in Yeah. Yeah. So there were a lot of quotables. There were this. quotables. I did mine as I did my uh, set the Recapping. table. Yeah, setting the table. So next week uh, will be December 27th. Oh, we'll be after Christmas. Mm-hmm. And we will be doing Christine's pick. <laughs> Is this your first? Oh my God! That visual. I wish you could see. There he is. Oh my God! What is the funniest thing I? I picked Home Alone. She picked. Susan slept here. We went through this. Well, I thought next week was the freaking award ceremony. I didn't know it was a movie. We can do the award ceremony. No, it's not. No, we can't. You left your notes at home. So we're going to pick a movie. We're going to do a movie. Wait, wait, wait. Teeny, don't remember, like, that's only the last five notes. I was throwing away everything. So it's fine. I have. I know what I want to do. So we we will do our award ceremony next week. No, but I I have a movie, though, for next week. Okay. What? Wow, she did the rope-a-dope so good. She had me fooled. I thought, yeah. Or is she flying by the seat of her pants? As as, is she? Is she Alexander Hamilton? Yes. She is. She is on her computer at this moment. We're the Skyler sisters, and she's Alexander Hamilton. I know those eyes that are not paying attention to us and are reading her she's computer. Been, she's been enjoying that coconut uh, Puerto Rican coconut rum. And she's like, it's been a week. And we're like, it's been a week. And she's just, what am I going to do? Yeah, you think you've had a week. Everyone's had a week. Yeah. Have we not? I'm just going to say our week is. We've, we've just. We just, win. Things just. We just, win. Just pounce upon us. I have a question, though. Okay, yeah. I can answer it. Okay. Did Shirley Temple not play Annie in Annie, the no. movie? No. no? Okay. And I think Annie was was after Shirley Temple. It was. It was in 1982. 
I used to love me some Shirley Temple. So did I. That's what I was just saying. And she would do a Christmas movie. When she danced with Bojangles. Yeah. She was not allowed to hold his hand. Yeah, because he's a black man. Right. But she instinctively held his hand. Yeah, because she's Shirley Temple. And then you went on to have a daughter who had Shirley Temple hair. (gasps) That's a drink. Look at this. You do. Looks like we're going to be doing Elf. Heidi. Heidi. Oh, my God. From Switzerland. Wait. So it's Shirley Temple being Heidi. This is one of her older films. Do you have a year on that? 1937. Damn. I know they're in the Swiss South. Yeah, she's a teeny. That's why I love me. It's a teeny. You you think that she's going to do. She just zigs when you think she's going to zag. Exactly. And she has brought such a dimension to our to our podcast. Oh, I love it. Because we're kind of in sync. And yeah. then Teeny will will send a zinger in there, and we'll, we're just like, hi, what? I yeah, have. I'm just pretty good at winging it. She I think is. I She's have seen Heidi. Heidi is with her grandpa, and then I think something bad happens. It's like German. It's well, there's Switzerland. Swiss yeah, potato pancakes. Shirley Temple used to sing in her movies. Always. Is she singing Heidi? Ship, lollipop. Yeah, what movie is that? Ooh, it uh, might be The Good Ship Lollipop. I don't know. Okay, well, right as of now, we're doing Heidi. But you can change it. If I think of what movie I actually wanted to do that was Shirley Temple, then we'll do it. Yeah. Yeah, well, well, of course. What did you actually want to do? No, she thinks of a movie. Well, no, my problem was I used to have this Heidi Heidi Temple, Shirley Temple box set of VHSs that I loved. Oh. I just don't remember any of the names of them. So I'm going to have to do a little bit of research. I didn't know it was my week, okay? So I'm just going to have to do a little research. We're going to put it we're going to put a bookmark in Heidi. Do you want to do and a bookmark then, in Heidi or do you want to do a bookmark next time Shirley Temple? No, we're going to do we're going to do a Shirley Temple. So do Shirley oh, Temple. Yeah. Okay, okay, we're going to do a Shirley Temple movie. Okay. Okay. Because okay. you know what? I, I'm glad because people call me Shirley Temple. Do they? And what if we just all watch it? I was going to say, what if we just all end up watching a different Shirley Temple? <laughs> you know, because I could do the Little Colonel, but it's problematic because it's I almost picked the Little Colonel. Well, why don't you do it? Well, oh, teeny, pick whatever you want to do. Okay, I'll, I'll just I'll let you guys know. Uh, we'll surprise yeah. our listeners. Mm-hmm. A, a Christmas surprise. A Christmas yeah. surprise. A Christmas shirt. Can I say a Christmas Shirley Temple surprise? Yes. <gasps> but we're not going to be drinking Shirley Temples. No, there's going to be alcohol in them. Spikes Shirley Temples. Shirley Temples don't have alcohol in I kind Shirley yeah. Temple Black. A congresswoman put some respect damn, on that name. Damn straight. Until we see what her political leanings were. Well, but she put herself in the room where it happened. So she did. She, she did. True, so whatever true. her political leanings, at least she was in true, there. True, 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 true. 
Okay, well, this has been. Ooh, we hope uh, you hear it, cause uh, yeah, well, and that's a that's another issue. If you even ever hear this one, Ooh. Uh, this might be one you know that's gonna go down in history because it might not. It's it might bootleg. only be available for a few the, like the weeks. bootleg, the underground, exactly for serious collectors, exactly. This is gonna be the space funk of <laughs> podcasts. So it's gonna go for thousands of dollars in it 30 is. years. And then we're gonna have so many sponsors, we're not gonna know what to do. Jay Cool. Leave us alone. <laughs> we love us some Jay Cole. I'm just saying. Okay, so next week we're doing a Shirley Temple. I'm thinking Heidi, but we might be doing a Christmas a, surprise. Shirley Temple Christmas surprise. And then we will have on our Instagram a la Christine, our categories for our awards, our New Year's awards. Yes. Okay. Because are we going to do that the following year or we do, I mean, the following week or? Yeah, we're, yeah. Yeah, the following week. The following Okay, so the following week. Okay, I can do that. I have no idea what that date will be. Well, I sent everyone the spreadsheet. It's just. She did. Yeah. And so there you well there you go. There you go. Bye. Bye. Bye.